The Project with Lorenzo Rubio starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to The Project with Lorenzo Rubio and this is the first video podcast that we're doing for The Project and my first guest, good friend of mine, Torrance Donovan. Hey Torrance, how the hell have you been, man? Good, man. How about yourself? Trying to trying to stay in the navigational beacons of this crazy ass world no doubt dude no doubt there's a lot of crazy stuff going on and um i'm pretty sure you got the pulse on the same things i'm probably looking at and one of the things that i wanted to bring up which you probably have a lot of information on also is uh covid19 dude where did it go yeah right well you know Ukraine's the new hot topic. They got to they got to shift focus, you know, and 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 I think that kind of leads into it a little bit because of what, you know, Russia's doing with Ukraine and how none of this makes sense. You know, like when when Biden had that that first press conference where he's like, "Well, we'll kind of see what they're going to do, you know, if it's a minor incursion, then we'll talk about it, you know, kind of go from there." So it's like that's not it anymore. COVID's not it. Omicron came out and it was, you know, the, the dominant variant and it was least lethal than any of the other variants. So it's like, what else are you really going to say? How are you going to convince people that this is dangerous now? Very true, man. And yeah, that's basically what happened is the jam got sucked out of that donut. That's (laughs) (laughs) And they were just left with breadcrumbs. It's like, okay, we can't, you know, push people into submission anymore using the same old dog and pony story so we got to change it up a little bit dude but speaking of biden and the ukraine there's a video from i want to say 2011 roughly around there okay where he's doing a press conference and talking about the ukraine area and also um something was going on politically and legally over there and he was basically strong arming the president of the Ukraine to fire their lead. Oh yeah. Prosecutor. You know, yeah. hey, if you don't fire this guy, you're not getting the relief money from the United States. Right. Billion dollars. Yep. And so that just goes to the tie in. Okay. So what's really involved with this? Obviously there were some back room shady deals that were going on. Money was probably being funneled or laundered through the whole area. Oh yeah. And that leads to the next question. Why are we even being involved? Yeah, because there's dirt. I mean, the Ukrainian president's got dirt on the, you know, the Democrats, the Biden family, you know, uh, Hunter was over there as a, a liaison, you know, for the oil company. Not a damn reason to be over there, but, you know, he was. Absolutely no experience. No experience. In yeah. that type of energy sector field. Right, exactly. You know, and, and that kind of goes back to like with what Russia is doing. Like, it's totally insane that that they're going over there um, invading, you know, just because they're, you know, Putin wants to get the Soviet Union back together. But they're not even like putting in the actual like military presence that they have. You know, I mean, it, like there was videos on um uh, Twitter showing like the the Russian military is like walking around almost like tourists. You know, and and then the guy that was standing in front of the tank. I mean, you're standing in front of a tank, man. If the tank wants to go forward, it's going to go forward. Well, dude, not just that, but looking at it from a military standpoint, if I was truly invading a country, what would I do to actually be able to invade it and take over it? 
I will right. take out their infrastructure. No electricity, no water, no communications. Disable all those. Take out major bridges and airports. None of that's being done. And like and you said, we're hearing these stories of all these horrific things, people fighting, but yet they still have the internet up. They yep. still still have electricity and running water. That's not a war zone. Right. And you know what the kicker is, is that the, the companies for the, uh, the internet and the power are Russian based companies. Yeah. So, so it's like, it's literally flipping right. a switch, you know, also with like how they were going to do the sanctions on the, on the swift and stuff like that. You know, the, one of the things that I learned about that was, is that the Russian government has billions and billions of dollars in debt out there to these companies that get paid through SWIFT, you know, to these banks, these banks that get paid through SWIFT. So if they cut off SWIFT, that means these banks don't get their, their money that they have to get back for the debt that they put out for. So, so yeah, you're just going to destroy the economy. Destroy the economy and the debt at the same time. Exactly. Plus the fact that Russia is such a large exporter of energy that, like Biden said in, in one of his press conferences, you know, that, hey, in a time of war, we have to make sacrifices and, you know, things are going to cost a little bit more. And it's like, well, man, things already cost a little bit more. Ain't that the truth? Gas over here in Oklahoma. I buy the cheap gas. They eat, oh, yeah. you know, 85 octane or whatever the hell it is. Went up 50 cents within a two day span. Oh, I don't doubt it, man. What is your gas price over there? Uh, 319 when I last filled it up yesterday, yeah. last week, over the weekend, Friday. Uh, no, wait, Sunday, it was um, uh, 2.59, 2.69, yeah. roughly around there. So it went up about 50 cents, dude. Yeah, I'm happy when it's 3.60 here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, 120 bucks to fill up that truck, man. Dude, that is insane. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And a year ago, it was half that cost. Right? About, I was paying under a dollar, man. I mean, under $2. Right. 80 maybe. Yeah. And yeah, I was but, thinking, that was a lot back then. <laughs> right. Exactly. Man, but, I, hey, going to the bankers and stuff like that, you know, there's um, the Swiss banking that just uh, announced mm -hmm. that they're no longer neutral, man. Yeah, I know. Swiss how, finally came out. How about them apples, dude? They grew a pair from the virus. They're mutated. <laughs> well, something is definitely going on because, I mean, if this place is was neutral during World War One, mm -hmm. World War Two, every other conflict after that time, they allowed money from every country to go in and out of there. You know, Switzerland's basically the neighborhood whore when it comes yeah. to money. Right. Everybody's welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then all of a sudden, yeah, okay, you're jumping into following these sanctions also. Okay, man. So there's two sides to that coin. They're either really is something serious going on and they're trying to stop a world war or is there a joint effort to try to become one world banking system yeah man it totally could i mean that just kind of you know correlates with the great reset or you know everybody was cleaning their money through ukraine and and russia's getting in there to try to find some files did you yeah. hear did you hear about how they uh russia allegedly um bombed eight uh u.s bio labs in ukraine i heard something about that that yeah. they were targeting bio labs and then the media was quickly to show no it was a 
business. Yeah, <laughs> flower shop. And, you know, some makeshift, not even a current new bomb fragment on the ground. Dude, that looks like a World War II casing right there. Yeah, exactly. No, man, there's a lot of shady shit that's going on over in Ukraine. And I think that the whole world is worried about, you know, it coming to light, you know, and one of the things that scares me about it, you know, is that obviously Russia is an independent player. Well, China is now saying that, hey, Russia, you're kind of doing a good job over there. You know, you're you're claiming what you want and they're going to start looking at Taiwan. I mean, recently, you know, the- yeah, we like what you do. We yeah. <laughs> we support you. Now we take Taiwan. Exactly. We're going to do the same. Sanction us. We don't care. You guys buy everything from us. You know, they don't care, you know, and, and rumor is, is that the Russians have been preparing for this and just stockpiling money, you know, so that way their economy doesn't take a hit. The thing is, is it's going to be a standoff. Who's going to break first? You know, the United States or Russia? I mean, somebody's, the economy is going to get destroyed one way or another. Yeah. Now, riddle me this, man. So we have those things going on. That's stuff that we could clearly see happening. We have some fragments of it being reported and other aspects of it being like the poor Ukrainian people being attacked and whatnot. Okay, so what has been happening here in the United States for the past year and a half, roughly, since the Biden administration has taken over? There has been a very soft, I would say, invasion, a overt, very soft, basic invasion of allowing immigrants from oh, yeah. to come in. Now, these aren't your mama with baby wanting a new life, you know, seeking refuge kind of stuff. These are fighting age men and women from not Mexico, but from other countries that are coming over here, but not South American either. There's a lot of Asian, a lot of Middle Eastern, a lot of European, you know, Russian descent, those type of allies for those people coming over. And we like with that article that I sent you, mm-hmm. um, there's the Ukrainian government is currently allowing foreigners to join their army to fight without any previous uh, requisitions other than volunteering. Yeah, the Legion of Doom. Dude. So <laughs> we have these people coming in that are within fighting age from these countries that obviously don't like the American way of life. Now we've opened the door for you know, patriotic veterans who just want to do good and or people, you know, that are younger than us or around our age that are wanting to do something exciting for once. So they're going to sign up and probably go to fight and they'll be allowed to. So the sheepdog's going to be moved somewhere else and and our the flock is going to be without its protectors. Dude, how easy would it be if there was an actual thought in that process of taking over the u.s and bringing a war to our ground while our fighters are away oh dude, super simple dude the we see a movie um what was it 300 with the spartans yeah the the back end of that what it doesn't talk about is the battle of athens where the athenian army went to support the spartans and then the persians sailed around and attacked athens and took it over no way while the soldiers were away while their militia was out there fighting wow and that's what made me think is like wait man if we have all these people ship out into honestly in their heart believe that they're doing good dude what's left the yeah. people that aren't willing to do that that will you know drop 
trowel and bend over at the drop of a dime once they see somebody that's you know pushing dog mentality and or you know i mean it was even like they there's something they tried with the the vaccine mandate with workers you know i mean you got people that are supporting their families you know and they can't afford to lose their job so they've got to bend the knee in order to do so you know i mean luckily enough there's there's some of us that are capable of standing up and and you know reaching out to other avenues but it could be easily done i mean you saw it when when covid first took over and there was turncoats everywhere that were turning in their neighbors for you know having a simple get together of too many people somebody sneezed over there they must have it come and arrest them yeah exactly <laughs> Dude, you know? i know that sounds stupid i said that but you're right that really did happen it really Stuff did happen people forgot well Man. who was it was it the the mayor of new york or maybe it was california where he was like normally snitches get stitches but in this case snitches get paid and there were newsom uh, Newsom, yeah yeah one of those idiots but it was just the fact that they're you know they're willing to compensate people for turning them in you know and the thing is is like with the people that are coming over the border we get the you know every business has two books they've got the books that they show people and then they got the books of the real shit that's going on yeah. you know and we get the soft numbers so we only know like a little bit of the data so they say you know like hey we've had roughly like two million immigrants come over in the last year well, well, I've heard numbers more of like 10 to 20 million immigrants coming over. Well, that leads into that whole CIA PSYOP stuff, man. You tell the people the news that makes them feel good and right. the numbers that are acceptable. Yep. You know, lying through st stats. Totally. One of Kate's favorite books. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, oh, man. man. But yeah, dude, it's been some crazy stuff going on. I watched the... Um, state of the union address oh yeah was, what a disaster dude, i wanted to not watch it but i had to just to see the hypocrisy the complete gaslighting that they were doing to everybody while biden was talking man. oh yeah well i mean you know he cares so much about the iranians people no, no, that, and I'm sorry. Did, did I hear him say back the police now? Yeah. Police? Oh, yeah. Did, did man. That happen? Wait a minute. I thought you were just six months ago, man. Come well, it's on. midterm time. You know, he's got to get those libertarians. It's the guy with the cranes, the guy without the shirt, Pootie Tang. <laughs> what, what's his name? <laughs> you know, uh, man, try to say build back better three times fast. Yeah, right. Man, it is. It's insane. That was depressing. Depressing watching that, you know, just because of the fact that, you know, the entire world is watching the exact same thing. And that's the reason that Putin's going in and doing what he's doing, because there's just no there's no balls left. You know, I mean, you, you bring up, you know, LGBTQ plus and, you know, more power to them. But it's just that's that's their main concern now. Yeah. When our society is more concerned about pronouns yeah than anything else right there is something wrong man i'm sorry hugely wrong you know and, and more I, power it's each his own well you know it's funny matt walsh was uh i can't remember what show he was on but he was debating uh the transgender community and talking to him about it and he goes okay well explain this to me so if if you know god forbid one day you're gonna pass away and if a thousand years from now they dig up their bones how are they going to know what you are? They're only going to be able to tell male or female, not what the hell you were thinking or what you were feeling. 
there couldn't have been a good answer for that. <laughs> well, they would know through what what garments I was wearing. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, no. Uh, no, they were stumped because there's not. I mean, you know, it's just and the things that like California's allowing people to do where they're, you know, um, stopping parents from knowing whether or not their kids choose to take hormone blockers and stuff like that. It's just it's sick, man. They're turning hell on earth quickly. Well, dude, that's another thing from history that has been proven once a society starts focusing on their sexuality that's the decline that's when you go from having your warriors to having aristocrats yep and there's that uh, coined phrase hard times bring hard men hard men bring good times good times make soft men and yep. soft men bring on the hard times again <laughs> i'm paraphrasing of course but sure. it goes something to that matter and that's sadly where we're at today is we're way too indulgent on our own wantings self-education oh, yeah. everything like that and other countries know it and that leads back to the ukraine you have a leader former kgb spetsnov uh i hate to say it but he's a badass dude i don't like saying that of a dictator or sure. a president of another country because that's what I would want in my president is somebody that's no holds barred and doesn't take shit from anybody. We have a president that uh, bends the knee. I was going to say bends over, but bends <laughs> he conservatively does both. Let's be honest. Yeah. 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 And it, it saddens me as a veteran and also. Oh, as I bet a red-blooded American, especially for somebody that lives here in the Midwest. I know a lot of people think that a hey, Oklahoma is a flyover state. They don't know what they're talking about. Yada, yada, yada. They're backwards. Yeah, but we're what keeps the country rolling, man. Right. While, while everybody else is too busy trying to figure out what color to, you know, paint their hair and what to call themselves and all that other good stuff, who produces? the hard workers like you and I and all the other Americans that were not collecting unemployment and yep. COVID relief money. Right. Dude, I, I would love to have been able to stay home for two years and been getting $800 a week. Right. Who wouldn't man. And then, you know, that's the problem is, you know, when they create culture like that, it's just, they're willing to do whatever they have to do to get that check still coming in. Sad. Yeah. What um? What do you think of this Remington lawsuit? Oh my God! I finally read up on it, dude. I have so many. Where to begin? This is the best way. Yeah, right. Okay. First of all, are you telling me this gun right here by itself can kill somebody? Yeah. Is that what they're telling me? Yep. And ironically, I just had it there. I mean, it, it wasn't meant to be there. For this conversation. <laughs> I always have a gun near me, even at home, man. Totally. Hey. Just across the street, down the way a little bit, there was a home invasion. Really? You ain't going to catch me with my fucking pants down, man. Damn Sometimes right. <laughs> it's everywhere now. I mean, people are getting away with it. You know, I mean, you've got prosecutors and DAs that are, are just letting people go. I mean, like that, the equal combatant one that you were telling me about. Dude, was that not crazy, man? Yes. That's insane. They're not going to charge anybody with murder because they both had guns and they were gang members and they were black and they were shooting each other. Yeah. Now, if it would have been a white person, all hell would have broke loose. Oh, totally. We'll, we'll let, you know, the minorities kill themselves. That's, that's what really happened. 
Louder with Crowder. <laughs> I got my mug over there, man. <laughs> nice. But I digress. <laughs> but no, seriously. So going back to that Remington thing, dude, are you telling me this this happened in a civil court, right? Yes. The, the lawsuit where they lost, if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't, yep. you know, okay. No, they ended up paying out to them. All right. So Remington ended up uh settling i guess right yeah right okay and it's some outrageous amount to the survivors or the victims of the sandy hook thing and that leads me to question why they settled for one and what type of precedence does it set going forward exactly so are you going to be trying to bankrupt every gun manufacturer since you cannot get rid of the second amendment well, so this this was the scary little rabbit hole that I went down. So, you know, when when you hear of like, and that's the, what the headline is, is Remington settles and lawsuit. Well, Remington didn't pay out. The insurance companies for Remington paid out, you know, so they're going to, you have these gun manufacturer companies that are going to start seeing these manufacturers as high risk liabilities. So they're going to either require more money for them to be insured or they're not willing to insure them you know and this is just another way of them attacking the second amendment because you know if if you have gun manufacturers that aren't insured well banks aren't going to give them loans to continue manufacturing firearms yeah yeah so it's just it's a slippery slippery slope you know and and like you said before you know that firearm doesn't shoot itself you know it's it's people that have you know mental illness and we don't even look at mental illness in the united states it's let's just get rid of the guns you know and then we don't like like where did you hear about where biden passed out uh the crack pipes yes i did yeah and speaking of the mental illness man one thing that they're not addressing is <clears throat> excuse me is that is it truly a mental illness or is it a side effect and adverse reaction of the medications that they're giving to people? Because a lot of the quote unquote antidepressants or right. um, those uh, antipsychotic drugs or mood enhancement drugs, whatever it might be, their side effects include psychotic episodes, mm -hmm. um, um, delusional acts, uh, thoughts of grandeur, stuff yeah. of that sort, man. Yeah, hallucinations. And, and if somebody's hopped up on these things and their chemicals are imbalanced in their head because of this drug, because, oh, I get sad when people yell at me. Well, that's part of life. I don't know what to tell you. Fucking drop some dirt on it. Right, I know, man. I'm oversimplifying it by saying that. I know that. But, uh, you know, because there are some people that truly need the medication, but a lot of them just want to escape their reality and not be responsible for their actions and want to live life numb. Well, you know, the thing is, is that we're not looking to fix the root cause of the problem. We yeah. want to just put a bandaid on it and, you know, prescribe somebody antidepressants or anything like this. It's like, you know, n normal kids now in, in middle school to high school are on antidepressants, you know, and that was never something that was when I was around. I'm only like 35. I'm not that damn old. Dude, I have a report card from when I was a kid. No shit. And, and you know grade school middle school that you know complimented my my work effort at school you know hey, I, sure. I was a little nerd and whatnot and one of the remarks that on there but needs to uh 
not talk so much in class and needs to concentrate better during class assignments. Dude, if I was, if that was to be told today, you know what they would prescribe me? Fucking Adderall or, oh, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Oh, he must have ADHD. No, I've been sitting in the same fucking chair for the past hour and a half and I'm <laughs> eight years old. I'm a kid. Right. I, I need to run this out. Boys, men are not meant to sit in a classroom environment for a long period of time. Totally. We talk. We got to throw, you know, a dodgeball at somebody. Hey, that's that toxic masculinity. Dude, around there. you want toxic masculinity? <laughs> Our freaking PE coach had us play something called smear the queer. <laughs> you know, there's not even PE anymore. You know like, what? No shit. But you know what smear the queer was? No. It was all the people lined up against the wall. One person had the dodgeball and your job was just to throw it and hit people. Yeah, <laughs> one person, and the last person was the next person that was able to throw the ball and hit people. So you got the best people up there, right, it was, man? It was called Smear the Queer. Those are the good. My old days. teacher was like, "All right, we're gonna play Smear the Queer," and of course they'd be over there laughing their ass off while oh yeah, melted in the head and stuff. That's see, that happened. was just it. Nobody was offended back then. I mean, so everybody gets offended by the simplest little things. And it's because they don't live in the ass slapping era anymore. You know, nobody's willing to hold them accountable for their actions. So it's just like, look, I don't want to offend you. You know, I'm just going to kind of stay to myself and you guys go off and do whatever you want. And here's a prescription because you seem very upset about something. It's just sad. It's really yeah. sad. It is. And going back with that sad part and everything back to the Remington thing. Oh, yeah. So check this out. Okay. So you you settled because you admitted that the gun was at fault for this kid going and doing what he did, supposedly. Um, does that mean now that if I have a relative that is driving on the freeway mm -hmm. and he gets by a Nissan Titan pickup, I could sue Nissan now? Yeah. Well, because, I mean, what's what's stopping be, you? Because it's the truck's fault that this person got into an accident and my relative got killed by it. Totally was. Okay. That's what I'm thinking now, right? So you opened up Pandora's box, you know, by having the settlement go through. Now I could, okay, I have high cholesterol. I just had a stroke. It must be McDonald's fault because I like eating McDoubles for lunch, you know, six at a time. Like hey. just throwing them in there. <laughs> where, where does it stop though? You know, that's <laughs> just it. It's everybody. Well, no. How about Lorenzo? You get off your ass and walk on a treadmill and eat a salad once in a while. Yeah. That should be a responsible firearm owner. Exactly. How about uh yeah, that if if you want gun reform, how about this? Anybody that buys a gun should be required if they're not law enforcement prior military or have taken like a gun safety, you know, hunter's course. How about before you could actually own this gun, you pay this $30, $25 for a basic gun safety class. Yeah. That you way you know how driver's actually, license. That way you know how it actually works. You take a little test, you know what the laws are, you know, just enough to be competent and responsible for it. Yeah. How about so, that? So I don't know if you did it, but when, when I was a, a kid, I actually had to take a driving test to get my driver's license. So it was like, I ain't that old dude, but <laughs> <laughs> me and the instructor and, and, you know, so we were in the vehicle and I had to like park it in between the cones and, you know, make sure I'm putting on my blinker and I, I got I failed. 
they failed me the first time and I had to come back in like two weeks and do it, you know, but I mean, we're issuing driver's license. So why can't we say that it's the truck's fault? Dude. And yeah, that's basically a two ton projectile, right? I mean, it's a missile on wheels. Well, well you saw the, the fake news when, um, that one guy plowed through the Christmas parade and it was just, was... it was the suburban, it was all yeah. the suburban's fault. Yep. So maybe they should go and sue Chevy uh, yeah. or whoever built the Suburban. Yep. But yeah, uh, it's just concerning with the fact that they let, you know, the insurance companies, um, you know, pay this money out and not just fight it through it because that's where they're going to get them. You know, the insurance companies are going to start seeing these companies as high risk and not worth insuring. And just, you know, if you don't have insurance then the banks are going to be like, you know, you're kind of risky. It's a flight risk. I don't know if we're going to give you the loans and then production stops. And, and based on these previous stats of payouts, you know, we can't insure you. Yeah. 73 million. Man. And you know, it is a tragedy. Absolutely. People that died over there. It is at the same time. It's, it's not an inanimate object's fault. Right. And people can't grasp that. No. They need to blame somebody else. Yep. Instead of looking at how our system failed this one kid. That's right. And, no. you know, was it the school that failed him? Was it the counselors? Was it the medical professionals that diagnosed him a certain way? Was it his parents for whatever? Who knows? But the bottom line is Remington got the short end of the stick on that yeah they did yeah and for what it's worth guns going into the future there is going to be a from this point forward there is a stigmata on it and oh yeah it's only going to get harder to come by and it's eventually they're they're going to be outlawed i mean that's that's the steps that they're going but not outlawed in the sense to where they attack like we talked about earlier the second amendment but they attack the manufacturers they yep. attack the shops that carry them i'm surprised that they didn't try to sue well, who knows they probably did but they got dropped tried to sue the shop that sold the gun oh very well could have yeah i mean that's just like it's like where does it end you know maybe the car is is what's at fault or maybe it was the tire company that supplied the tires for the car i mean where where do where do you end right <laughs> such a slippery slope it was the gasoline sad. that was in the vehicle so yeah. <laughs> if there was no gas that the car couldn't have moved that's right if it didn't have tires it wouldn't roll the damn inventor of the wheel let's go back in time world, man. <laughs> it's just sad i want to get on a lighter topic though all man. right man yeah I'm, I'm worked up here i need to take another shot of bourbon but what's no your, what's up? what you got for me man i want to i want to hear more about your carnivore diet like what's uh what what got you going on this and how's it going are you still doing it i still am yes i'm coughing a lot because i got the covid i'm joking. yeah <laughs> it's, well then you're the fine world. don't worry about it well, yeah, it's no longer important. No, the weather just went from like 17 degrees to 80 today. I know. Over so a like four-day period. Um, carnivore diet. Fucking delicious, man. Yeah. <laughs> delicious. Dude. So the second week of January or so, I bought maybe 40 pounds of beef. Nice. Just the big cuts of prime rib, ribeye, T-bone, all that. Had my freezer stocked. And have just been eating a steak for lunch and a steak for dinner. 
nice. know, cut a cow. Yeah. It's very filling, man. You'd think that you could eat a lot, but you know, after week two and after your stomach adjusts, it's like, oh man, I'm I'm happy with, you know, a one pound of meat a day. Perfect. Yeah. And in regards weight wise, I mean, I'm a fat person, so you really can't tell, but on the scale, <laughs> I've dropped six pounds, man, on the scale. Nice, nice. And so it it works somehow. I mean, I, I did get a little bit skinnier, obviously, but yeah, I, I'm impressed. My blood work came out phenomenal. Um, kind of funny because I've been kind of doing like a paleo diet before. Okay. And now that I went hardcore, like just meat. Um, the last blood work that I got, my, um, uh, doctor was like, holy shit, Lorenzo, you know, your cholesterol levels are phenomenal. You know, mm-hmm. I'm glad you've been following the dietitian program from the VA. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I'm like, oh really? What's that? Is Why is that? And then she reads, I actually took a picture of that. So let me pull up the numbers here and I'll read them to you so you can get a laugh out of this. All carbohydrates. So. I went from high having high cholesterol to where's that? All right. So overall cholesterol went from 260 down to 140. Wow. My triglyceride went from 215 down to 76. Wow. That's insane. My HDL dropped a little bit, but it went from 38 down to 34. You know, HDL is supposed to be the good stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. My LDL went from 180 down to 87. Wow. Just from eating straight up meat and eggs. Unreal. Unreal. (laughs) And and so she tells me that this, uh, you know, I I have vegan numbers for my cholesterol levels. (laughs) I start laughing. (laughs) And then she's like, what's so funny? What's going on? I'm like, well, um. I haven't been following the move program dietitian diet from the VA that they recommended. I go to the men's clinic over in, uh, it's called the low T center in Oklahoma. They deal with, you know, prescribing testosterone, finding the optimal diet. So they do diet nutrition and Mm -hmm. supplemental medicines to get men back to where they're feeling younger and better. Sure. And I told her, I was like, Hey, they told me that, uh, I shouldn't be eating all these carbohydrates and vegetables and stuff because my body works a little bit different than other people. So they suggested that I give this a shot and they've been monitoring my progress and doing my blood work on a biweekly basis. So I'm glad you got the same results we did. And uh, I've been doing nothing but eating meat for the past (laughs) three weeks or whatever it was. And she was like, oh, I was like, yeah, so... It's actually thank to these people, not to your VA dietitian that yeah. information for the masses because it didn't work. But um, I'm surprisingly, you would think that I would be spending a lot of money on buying meat. I'm actually not spending as much as I thought I would, and my grocery bill is less. Oh, without a doubt. Then you're, you're more satiated. Yes, and go. I could go longer without eating. So, example. I mean, today might be an exception because after I finish here, I might eat something, but usually I'll have my last eat or meal at about seven o'clock. I'm looking at a clock over here, seven o'clock, and I won't eat till two thirty, three the next day. Wow. So 16 to 18 hours. 
Yeah. I'm not even feeling hungry. I mean, every once in a while, I might be like, eh, so I'll just down some water and it takes care of it. Yeah. So I'm eating less over a longer period of time, spending less money, even yep. though beef is supposed to be expensive. But luckily, I live in the Midwest and there's cows everywhere. Damn I can right. go. Just take a fork work. and a knife. <laughs> yeah. Take a fork <laughs> and a knife, go across the street and <laughs> chop off a you know ribeye out of a cow. How, pl- how long are you planning on doing it for? Well, I want to eat something delicious, greasy with bread here, probably sure. next weekend, and then I'm going to go back on it. So I'm going to have a cheat day this weekend at the gun range. Okay. Probably, you know, do like a smash onion burger or something like that. Nice. The bun, you know, yeah. but not overdo it. Just enough to have the effects of the carbs and bloat me back up and mess up my stomach and then go back onto it. <laughs> Careful. You don't have a blowout on the gun range. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, that would be terrible, man. Uh, but it made people laugh. Hell yeah, yeah, it would. Hey, let's talk about uh, your shooting competition. I saw you put your, your records up on the, the Instagram sixth place. Oh, yeah. Well, numbers got better. Okay. Uh, so my, I'm, my main one is the unlimited competition. That's basically the one I'm looking at to try to go professional on. Okay. And what is that? Just any, 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 any semi-automatic, any, well, the one that I'm posting is strictly for Glock handguns. It's the okay. Glock shooting sports foundation, the GSSF and the unlimited has allows you to have a modified trigger magwell, you know, you know modifications on it a red dot and all that stuff so um i shot i think like a 484 out of 500 so my points went up a little bit more on that so um enjoy doing it i do it at the local gun range where i work at and dude it's fun it's easy it's a winter time competition so it's indoors it's not as active as the outdoor ones are and it's dude um getting better man i've nice. never i've never shot anything further than 10 yards before with a pistol and this competition requires you to punch out to 25 yards wow so my accuracy at a further distance is getting there now i am pissed off about the last one the last competition i did because i invited a co-worker a younger guy a guy named caleb really cool dude and uh i let him we had both entered the uh g44 22 rimfire division And this guy outscored me, man. (laughs) I just, I used it as my warm up gun. He used it as a second or third gun. So he already had a couple of rounds through it beforehand before he got his score. And so he beat me by, you know, a couple of good points. But overall, uh, uh, on the divisions, I I beat him, obviously. Sure. (laughs) But, uh, but still, um, if you get a chance, dude, I was actually looking. There's a competition, uh, outdoor competition in Greeley, Colorado here. Oh, in, nice. Like April. How close are you to Greeley? Uh, so that's just, is that just above Denver? Like north of Denver? I believe so. Yeah, so probably like two and a half hours. Not very far at all. Well, I'm, I got to take a look more because I was actually wanting to plan to go out to a competition whether it's us uh psa or gsf in your area Hell to drop yes. by and talk you into doing it and going oh, out there and running I, gunning. I am there dude it's fun and what kind of glock are you running for this you got a like a red dot on it and everything well i i shoot three different divisions 
Um, I have the stock, which is uh, Glock 17, just stock mm. division, no modifications, no red dot, basic trigger, everything, but Gen 5. So it's considered yeah. the modified one for sure. standard Glock. And then I shoot the uh, G44, which was rimfire competition, but for the unlimited, okay. actually went with a uh, G48 with a red dot and oh, nice. a, a Timney trigger and the uh, modified Magwell on it. And that's the single stack, right? Normally it would be. Oh, that's right. You sent me that that modified but, clip. But Shield Arms makes a 15 round yeah. for that. So it's basically a slim Glock 19, man. Wow. Because <laughs> it's the same length as a Glock 19. Right, right. Everything. And it's thinner for my fat little pudgy hands. So it fits in there and whatnot. <laughs> and piano fingers. Dude, it runs freaking great, man. Really? It's so are you stationary or are you moving for, from part? For the Glock, it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're at one spot. The indoor one is basically timed target practice. Is the okay. Of it. Um, you're indoors in a stall. People are lined up and stalls next to you. You punch out your target to whatever distance buzzer goes off you have i want to say 15 seconds to punch 10 rounds wow the distances are five yards seven yards then you pull in your card or your target and you get scored um the scores are for bullseye 10 points um the eight inch ring i believe is eight points or it might be a 10 inch ring eight points and then anything out of that is five points and if you miss the target it's a miss yeah so that scored you max points of 200. I obviously five, seven yards, you're going to get 200. Oh, oh yeah. Just a terrible shot. Right. And which they're, you know, first time I did bad. So it happens. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, the next one um, punches out to 10 yards. Same thing. 10 rounds, 15 seconds, 15 yards, 10 rounds, 15 seconds. And then it goes out all the way to 25 yards. And that's where I have difficulty. Normally, I'm, Hell yeah. I'm, you know, I'm hitting 400 easily, but from the first four stages, no problem. But 25 yards, dude, I wear glasses for one thing, and I'm old and my, yeah, my, right. Like <laughs> the palsy's yeah. kicking in. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like Michael J. Fox trying to freaking <laughs> stick a thread through a freaking needle. <laughs> uh, delete that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I would hit eight, eight point ring and, you know, the five points outside section, but now it's finally getting in because I'm finally getting used to splitting the target in quarters, you know, instead of in half, do it right. in a quarter and aim center that way. Nice. And with the red dot, you could always lower the illumination to make the dot smaller to be more pinpoint accurate. Totally. All the stock division, you have your standard sights that, at 25 yards it covers wow. your entire, it covers your entire target right seriously <laughs> so oh, like, oh, well, I, I hope that was center <laughs> but now we yeah got, let's do that that would be a blast a kid that goes out there i want to say he's like eight years old this kid could crush it man he's really too and he's coming in yeah the person that keeps beating me is eight years old dude <laughs> the guy that comes in fifth every single time for the past eight competitions is oh, an eight-year-old that's beating me if we could only teach all our kids to do that <laughs> so, so i get a laugh about it man but and then you have these old timers out there that you know can barely rack their gun right but, but they'll knock the wings off of a fly at 25 yards like, damn son 
damn pops like how how your hands are shaking normally but when it comes to shooting it's like oh you just got to learn how to time it yeah right as a joke but the real they're probably just like okay they're doing the the figure eight the now figure eight now seriously <laughs> And, and there has to be some truth to it if this old guy that's you know 70 years old or whatever the, the people with the s are considered the senior shooters okay. 65 or older oh uh, okay i was wondering yeah. what that was and so you know they just crush it and it's i don't expect to do anything exciting or you know big out of it but it gets me out of the house right. it has me socializing with like-minded people Yep. people that enjoy firearms people that enjoy getting out and practicing and living the second amendment lifestyle in a very safe fun atmosphere because not everybody's a door kicker not everybody's oh no way. so you know you have grandma and grandpa going out with grandson shooting that's family commitment right there right and i mean granted i don't have kids or anything like that but if i did Dude, he'd be out. He or she would be out there. Oh yeah, you're teaching him gun safety, and know? that is what needs to be done with um, everybody that buys a firearm. Also, not only do the does the purchaser need to be trained in it, but the family needs to be aware of what is possible and what is capable, and what the responsibilities are for the household to have a gun. Absolutely. I mean, it's a dangerous weapon in the wrong hands, but that's the key in the wrong hands. Not on its own. Gun That gun behind you is a paperweight. Well, it's a paperweight, it's a tool, or it's a weapon. Yep. It depends on the person. That's right. And, of course, the circumstances, because if I'm being attacked, hey, guess what it becomes? <laughs> uh, it becomes a weapon. Yep. Whether it's pew, 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 or using it as a hammer. <laughs> hey man whatever gets the job done yeah and thank god i've never been put in a situation here in the united states that that needs to be done as a civilian dude yeah thank god, man. i agree dude, yeah, nothing, I mean... nothing would be worse to have to go to somebody and be like hey mr and mrs i'm sorry that your son and daughter or i'm sorry that this person of your family attacked me and i had to protect myself and end their life yeah, especially with, you know, the way that the court systems are, are right now against people with, you know, firearms and even defending themselves and you see people getting locked up for it, you know, even if it was a clean shoot, you know, you're judged by your peers and, you know, depending on how those people are feeling that day, you know, off to jail you go. Yeah, and there's no, what, what I'm trying to say here, there's no actual research, not research, but investigation done anymore right on those accidents because it used to be there would be like forensics done uh what was right. happening when the shot was fired what angle it went at so on and so forth um why well, hold on one second please okay um my i just got a battery warning on my computer here uh-oh yeah hey, china products you know it it's something man Hey, give me one second. I'm just going to make sure this is plugged in. Okay. Right back. I guess it would have helped if I would have turned on the power outlet. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I got to get ready for this call. What's more important, pouring my whiskey and lighting my cigar or battery life? All right. Do you have to even ask? 
Yeah, well, you know, it is one of the things. It makes talking a little bit easier, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, you know, but all actuality, I mean, the stuff that's going on in this country, and not only that, around the world, we got the Ukrainian crap going on, mm -hmm. or Iranian stuff, like yeah. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> it's so and, embarrassing. Uh, um, the, the lawsuit, and things that have just been dumped out of the news um the convoy so did you know that here in the u.s there's actually a convoy rally going on a truck convoy i heard about it yeah we, facebook took their page down yep why isn't that being reported on the news we just had i want to say two days ago maybe monday or sunday um the convoy just came through one of the convoys just came through oklahoma just oh, outside no of tulsa dude and thousands of trucks um, I'm probably highballing it on that, but when we're going to say hundreds of trucks were there, trucks get moved, and there were people out there. The media wasn't reporting it or nothing, man. Oh, of course hush, not. Hush. Yeah, they don't want anybody to know. And see, the sad thing about it is, man, is that people don't understand how devastating and how fast it will happen if these truckers just say, "You know what? We're not bringing your shit to you anymore." I mean, these grocery stores, you know, being in the, the grocery business, both of us, you know, we know that our ordering system was truck to shelf, you know, that that was how you maintain your profits in these stores, you know, so if like, like uh, so back in the Farmington. You know, if uh, if Wolf Creek got a ton of snow, that means the truck wasn't coming that day, man. And right. you could you could feel it. You could seriously feel it. So if these truckers just start saying, you know what, your mandates are just garbage, the way that we're being treated, you, we can't even cross over into Canada to pick stuff up anymore. We're not doing this instantly. Within a week, it's going to be gone. Everything on the shelf will be gone. Well, how are the stores in your area right now? Oh, trash complete trash i mean you know you'll you'll get you'll get those spurts when the truck actually shows up and then they'll fill it that one day two days and then just right after that that's it well we have the secretary of department of transportation that says and also biden that says that we're we've resolved the situation we yeah. have commerce going and everything's moving and whatnot Wait a minute, you just had everybody get fired be because of this vaccine mandate. Right. And there isn't a shortage of drivers. You fired them. Walmart over here, just right down the road from where I live, it's it looks like it was a natural disaster happened and it got looted. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. But luckily, we do have a local grocery store that's Oklahoma-based called Crest, best place in Oklahoma nice um their shelves are always full they always have cow they always have chicken they always have canned goods and their produce is local also that's good that's and, really good and they're one of the few commerce grocery commerce out here that you and i would think it should be business as usual right right but it's not well that's what they want you to think you know and when they when they take pictures of grocery stores with full shelves those are in the the suburbs of delaware where you know that those guys are getting their groceries but man when you're talking and so we're in a small mountain town you know and and the springs is just down the road from us and you can see it even when i was working for the the health food store over here uh they would fill the springs first and then we would get whatever was left whatever of down. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's sad. And it's, the thing is, is it's just going to start to spread that way. 
It really, truly is. Well, that that leads to what something that you and I talked about, and I've heard a lot of people say is, dude, we got to go back to living local. I yep. mean, I've been trying to get to know local people here that produce their eggs, that, you mm-hmm. know, take their cows to the butcher, pigs, whatever it is. Dude, it just makes more sense, man. I like what I was saying earlier, right across the street from where I work at, there's a cattle farm. There's yeah. hundreds of cows right across the street. And I'm like, dude, that one's ribeye. That one's t I'm naming them. You know, <laughs> this one's stew. <laughs> Going out there petting them, feeding them a bottle of beer. Tomorrow when I'm at work, I'm going to take some pictures. I'll show you, man. I'll right on. To you. But no, seriously, though, I want to be able. It, it's, it sounds a lot easier than what it actually is. I want to be able to get to know the people. Yeah. And. I would rather spend an extra $2 for a cut of meat here locally than something that comes in that's factory raised or quote unquote, you know, grass fed from yeah. a large corporation. I'm sure. sorry. But everything's grass fed. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> you know, at one point they're grazing. So they're grass fed. They're that's not right. always in a cage. Yeah, it's sad, man. I, I'm I'm a huge supporter of of your local uh, farmers markets. You know, we've got a great one here. You know, it runs May through September. We go there, support as many local businesses as you absolutely can. I mean, you got to, man. That's when it comes down to it, and when you know the shit hits the fan, your community is what is going to support people. You know, you could have a stockpile of food that's you know in your pantry, but eventually that thing's going to run out. You know, in long term solutions are going to be those local farmers and you'll actually be surprised that a lot of them uh, practice organic growing it's just they don't have a million dollars for the organic certification no shit right yeah yeah no yeah seriously so it's like just can't pay for that little stamp that's it you know i mean the you know i was talking to this one farmer and he was like the amount of paperwork and the cost just to get organic certified he's like i would go bankrupt it wouldn't even be worth it he said it would take him a a lifetime and then his next generation a lifetime in order to to recoup those costs dude and honestly that organic certification oh i know shit dude it is it totally is it's just a strong arm freaking goulash or mafia payoff dude that's all it's just so people can charge more for shit dude you remember how our organic certification were at the store yeah fucking joke dude yeah they were more concerned about the peanut butter cleaning than the (laughs) (laughs) do you clean your grinding machines every time we use it okay you pass yeah rubber stamp check our logs yeah you don't want to verify that alberts has actually given us the because alberts delivers conventional and organic. they could say on the paperwork it's organic and deliver fake shit (laughs) yeah exactly so silly you know and even even with organic it's you know i know that you know conventional uses certain types of pesticides that are harmful to the body but so does organic it's not that they don't use pesticides people are confused with that they still use pesticides they use like copper sulfate yeah poison that is a poison that is bad for people yeah kills bugs copper sulfate still causes cancer yep but it's not a chemical produced in the lab. We dig this out of the ground. Right. <laughs> so it's, so, it, it, it's not, or, you know, fake. It's, it's natural. Yeah. 
Yeah, so silly it is. But no, I'm I'm huge on supporting local businesses. That's huge good. on getting to know those farmers because, like you said, there's literally a cattle shop right across from your work, and ten minutes down the road from here, there's a cattle farm. You know, and then they've got a huge supply; they don't run out. And you can literally go right up to the farm and and purchase from their little station. You know, it's not like you have to go and get mystery meat from the grocery store well the mystery meat from the grocery store dude you know <laughs> i'm throwing a number out there like 90 percent of it is cloned beef you know that right oh i don't doubt it for real yeah um man i i, I wish i had this damn little uh stream deck working so i could pull up stuff oh nice I, I haven't figured out how to use it yet since this is my first video podcast i'm just doing it without it and sure but, well, have you, uh, you've heard of meat glue, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it really a? It's a, a binder. Mignon? I yeah, know. Is this it, really a filet mignon or is it, it? No, man. It's 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 weight. That's all it is. It's it's them adding in weight to the meat, so that way it seems like you're getting what you think you're getting, but you're getting like and, just and they can reshape it too, right? Yeah, byproduct waste paste, basically. Man. Oh, that's gross. That's terrible, dude. That's terrible. Man, well, that's one of the reasons why we're all, our health is going to shit, man. Yeah. But at the same time, man, that's, you know, that's a double-edged sword in regards with living in a big city. Like, okay, if everybody wants to live in a metropolis, you have to find a way to be able to feed that metropolis because nobody's that's out right. there working. So we got to mass produce it in some way. It's, it's tough, dude. Um, so speaking of the live local stuff and whatnot so there's this guy here and i'm going to plug this guy as you know his show as much as possible because he's a really cool dude I, i've never met the guy but his show is really cool um jaron jackson i might have sent you a couple oh, yeah. links or link yeah if you ever get a chance to watch him on rumble dude he i i think he has one of the unique most unique ways of interpreting current events things that are going on in the world and touching in a lot of stuff in regards with comparing it to what's in the bible um right it, it's very very good and he talks about a lot of stuff in regards with live local and whatnot he actually wrote a book which i'm getting ready to order nice it's called he calls it the live local manual <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it talks about obviously getting to know local people in regards with food production and getting to know your neighbors stuff that you and i you know already think should be done anyway totally and then also how to uh work with the local sheriffs in mm -hmm. support of the constitution and and it's talking about going back to a smaller community and policing that smaller community within the confinements of the law and being able to survive if something was to happen and like in the tv show jericho oh yeah you know if something was to happen and society was to fracture in any way you'd still be able to survive with your within your community absolutely and, and that's what's uh, important about getting out there and, and actually getting in your community like going to do those gun shootings and talking to like-minded individuals i mean we do the exact same you know just getting to know people that have like the not 
you can call it crazy prepper mindset, you know, but somebody that just wants to survive a, a tragedy, you know, whatever that may be environmental or, you know, natural I and mean, who knows. Well, it's funny that you said the word prepper because <laughs> check this out anywhere else in the United States, what we do here in Oklahoma, we would be called doomsday preppers. Sure. Let me tell you why. We have fucking tornadoes. Well, we haven't in the past couple of years because the magnetic poles have shifted a little bit, which they're saying is because of climate change. No, it, it happens every 20 years. The tornado alley shifts east and then comes back west and goes east and comes back west. Right. It's been track proven for the past every 20 years it happens. But anyway, you have a tornado kit. You, you know, it's recommended, hey, have three weeks worth of water, <laughs> you know, a certain amount of food for you and your family, have a generator, have, you know, gasoline aside or whatever you need to run the generator. Anybody else be like, oh, you must be one of those crazy prepper people. No, man, that's, that's what you need when the power and shit goes out. Or if look what happened in Texas, right? A little ice, ice. Up people and the whole place went down. People started dying left and right because they didn't have a generator to run an indoor heater and they were burning a charcoal grill inside their house because they didn't Seriously. know how to deal with it. Right, man. No, it, it's it's just that easy. Same it's, same in Colorado with our wildfires. Being prepared is not being scared. No, nope. you know? and it's not being a prepper necessarily. It's you know it's important. I mean, you live in the mountains during the winter. You have a snow kit. I'm assuming in your car, like an emergency blanket. Yeah, a thing of cat litter, maybe a extra water, a a ration of food in case you get stuck in the snow or, or the road gets shut down and you're in traffic for more than you know the night. Yeah, man, we've had we've had 29 inches of snow dump in in less than 15 hours before. Nice, you know. So it's literally that life or death type situation, you know. And if you're not prepared for those situations, then you're going to be no pun intended left out in the cold. Yeah. Well, it's funny because places like where you live and places where I live, when these, I mean, obviously there are tragedies that happen mm -hmm. and you have people that die because of natural disasters. But for the most sure. part, like, like last week when the city shut down because for four days because yeah. of snow and ice, dude, I was still cooking food. I had water. I, everybody lived life as normal, except they just weren't driving around in town. There was no panicking or whatever. Right. Because guess what? I broke out my tornado kit and I used what was there. I yeah. mean, granted, I have a little bit more than a tornado kit. I would hope so. <laughs> I, I, I think I could. Uh, uh, what's the easiest way of putting it? Let's just say I won't lose any weight for the first year. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a fan. I'd probably be the only one gaining weight. <laughs> Come here, Thorne. Come here, Thorne. There's my dog. Yeah. How old is he now? Uh, he was born in 2015. Mm. Okay. Mm. Did you say hello, Dorian? Mm. <laughs> yeah, they probably want to go outside. But uh, but no, seriously though, man, everything that's going on in today's world, I it's just funny how things are happening and how fast it is steamrolling to. Uh, a world of chaos, I guess, is the best way I could put scary it. Scary coincidence, man. Scary coincidence. And it kind of goes back to the, the biblical part of it where we were talking earlier, you know, and 
if you look at past civilizations that have just been completely wiped off the face of the earth, you know, and, and even if you talk about like uh, Noah and the ark and, you know, when, when God came to Noah and told him to build the ark, he was basically building a vessel of God and he was bringing in those, uh, those want the forgiven. So, you know, like people think about like heaven and hell. And, you know, when you ask people like who's going to heaven and who's going to hell and they're like, well, the, the wicked and the the good, you know, the, the wicked go to hell and the good go to heaven. Well, it's actually the forgiven and the unforgiven, you know, and when the rapture comes back, man, you know, when, when the world becomes too wicked and God turns their back on them and they, he basically wipes the, the slate clean, you know, and, and that's kind of where we're headed. Well, what I want to add is something that I saw in a movie that uh, it's an interesting line. I'm par- going to paraphrase it, probably going to butcher it, but there's this movie that's called Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah. It, the, the remake, the one with the fast zombies. Yeah. It was also on the old one, too, but there's a preacher onto this talking. He says yep. something very interesting where it's when hell becomes, when there's no more room in hell, the dead shall walk the earth. Yep. Well, and you know, Revelations talks about that. And in a way, the way our actions are, I mean, they're, they're not zombies walking around, but the way people act nowadays, it's like they have no conscious or a soul and no thought of their actions that they're doing. And they are sort of like a zombie. Absolutely. I mean, or for kids to go out and to carjack people and randomly assault people and kill them on the street. Dude. That is some it's the crazy shit. It, yeah. you know, it, it is wicked. It is, I, I, I dare to say, demonic. And, you know, it is like having a walking dead yeah. <laughs> going on. Hell on earth, you know, and, it, and it's the it's the way that the the system is designed, you know, whether it's the, the satanic cabal or the deep state or whatever you want to call it. But they're allowing temptation to take over, you know, where they're not prosecuting crime or their, you know, uh, abortions or, you know, what have it where they're just, you know, transgender. They're taking everybody basically out of the eye of the creator. And that's where you get uh, the rapture comes from. You know, you get God to say, you know, the world has become too wicked. It's time to send in the flood. Yeah. And if you have everybody given into temptation. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, the pendulum's going to swing one way or another. Right. And for those people who do not believe in God or, or do not read the Bible, I mean, that's the simplest way of trying to explain it to those type of people is okay there's a center right now it's over here Mm -hmm. it's going to swing back because okay if you're letting all these people off with all these crimes it's going to get to a point where enough is enough there's going to be a response right if it's a individual the people response it won't be that bad but if it's a government response guess what Mm-hmm. It is going to be martial law. Simple as that. The yeah. most horrific type of thing you could ever imagine. You you think that it's bad now, and you think that there's police brutality. Wait until they re- release the war machine on their own people. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, look at the original strain of COVID where in China they were welding people's doors shut to keep them inside. Like yeah. people literally starved to death inside their homes. Could you and nobody could imagine something like that in America, but it could easily happen. And then you would have a faction of people that would willingly and openly embrace that and yep. jump to support it. I, I don't know, dude. I, I'm just glad that there's still a little bit of hope in regards with people knowing what's going on and also with people that like their freedoms, I guess is the best yeah. way to put it. Cause you know, we're, we're still alive. I was, the, the people, us, you and I and older, we're not dead yet. We could still tell the stories of, Hey, this is right. how it's supposed to be. This is what's going on. But there's going to be a point where it's all going to be gone to shit because our freedom, our nation is one generation away from existence. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, look at, look at history. Every major, you know, civilization has collapsed when they got too big, you know, and the United States being the world superpower, you know, it takes one bad president, you know, example A you know, to change all of, all of history. And it just comes crashing down around us. You know, that was it, not the main reason that I got into, you know, doing EMT and, and medical services, but also to where I can support the community and talk to them and educate them. Cause that's, that's another big part of being an EMT is doing community education and outreach and stuff like that. But having the background in natural foods and you know, being try to be as crazy and healthy as I can. Um, but in the event that there is a tragedy and we have, you know, martial law and people revolting and stuff like that, I want to make sure that, you know, my community that obviously thinks that, you know, somewhat the same way that I do can, you know, survive through something like that. Yes, yes. And I agree 100% on that. And I just hope that more people realize that. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll tell you something really cool about the, so the, the program that I'm in, it's a, it's a fast track program, you know, it's only three and a half months and anybody that's interested into getting into EMS, you know, EMT, or even becoming an EMT to where you can carry over into a firefighter or, you know, carry on into a paramedic or whatever, but check out your local hospitals. So this is actually being put on through the local hospital and it's a, a PR thing for them because when you are in the ambulance, you, you know, most of the times you work for an ambulatory service and not necessarily a hospital. So you choose where you take the patient. So if the, you know, if the hospital, you know, put you through the schooling to get your certification they're hoping that you're going to bring the patient to them well, so it makes sense so there's an incentive to yeah it's a pr thing total pr thing but you know you get really good training it's all hands-on it's like lab work like we just do tons and tons of lab work you know and it's it's really cool i mean i'll actually be trained to perform a c-section you know in the event that we're out on the road or wherever we're at and it has to happen you know so so the skills that come behind this and the community outreach is just way out of anything that I could ever think of. Well, that and something that you said last time we talked, which unfortunately the audio got all jacked up and right. that's my fault. I should have tested the audio beforehand. And luckily we're doing a 
you know, video stream, which is through a third provider instead of me trying to mess with the dials. <laughs> but uh, also, dude, at the end of the day, you have a skill that is used everywhere. Right. You know, whether it's there, it's transferable to another state. Yeah. It, even if you chose to use that EMT course to work for the government, you know, right. the Department of Veteran Affairs, there's EMTs that work at the VA hospital. Yeah. Absolutely. It's endless. They're the the first intake to the ambulance, not the ambulatory, but the emergency room. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it it literally could go anywhere. You know, one of the cool. You you just increased your value by a hundredfold. You've officially checked off the asset section instead of the liability. Yeah. Right. What did I I say last time? I can't say that about myself. (laughs) My, My only, you know, asset that I have is these two fingers still work, you know, pew, pew, pew. Well, uh, what was I said last time? I want a, a seat on the ship when the bombs start dropping. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows how to fix people when they're broken? I do. That's All right, right. Come on. Come on to the front of the line. <laughs> I can shoot a gun. Oh, everybody here shoot guns. Just hey, Lorenzo. <laughs> I can cook. I know how to barbecue. Yeah, right. I got steaks. <laughs> right. Come on until you run out of steaks and we'll eat you. Yeah, man. But uh, realistically, though, um, at the end of the day, just to recap it's about living local man and not getting influenced by the media with the stuff that they're throwing out there because obviously we could turn on the news right now or feed you read any of the news feeds i pulled a biden right there and said the wrong word (laughs) read the news feeds and uh you know we hear a one-sided story which to close up on here's a train of thought now obviously i hate dictatorships and i hate the way that people live if they're not living a free democratic republic lifestyle i love the u.s i'm an american citizen i've served in the military Hoorah. Hoorah. what if let's just say what if this stuff that's going on with putin he's trying to protect his country and not have his country collapse and he has to make these moves because of the banking systems and whatnot and the actions that the banks already took were initially in the works and he saw that so he preemptively struck to make sure that his people weren't suffering because their news if you look at their stuff we're the bad guys right we're the you know we're the one in cahoots well the ukraine is in cahoots with the evil you know, Biden administration, not the American people, but the corrupt Biden administration. That's how they see it over there. Well, I totally agree. And then (laughs) you can, I I don't, I don't know. Keep in mind, I have to word things a certain way because of our job. Sure. But I think, you know what I'm getting at. So what, what if we're not being told the entire truth and it's being spun in a certain way to get the emotional support slash response that, will push the war effort and to demonize a group of people across the world that we don't associate with. And that's exactly what it's doing. It's just like the, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, you know, they're, they're trying to turn neighbor against neighbor. That's why Russia went into Ukraine with such kid gloves on, you know, I mean, look what we did when we originally went into Afghanistan. I mean, the drone strikes everywhere. And that was, you know, that was the Bush Obama, you know, era. So it's like, you know, Biden was a part of that. Dude, when we went to freaking Iraq, you know what they sent in? 
we sent in fucking sledgehammers, dude. Yeah. That's how I'm gonna describe it. We were sledgehammers. Anything that looked like a nail, we pounded the fuck out of it, dude. Right, right. So how is it that when when you when Russia, a major world power, goes into wee little bitty Ukraine, you know, in the beginning of it, there was more dead Russian soldiers than there were Ukrainian soldiers. So it's because they're literally posturing for something bigger, you know, and, and I don't know if it was, you know, Trump having to do something with talking with, you know, Putin and, and, you know, anything that goes along with that or well, you know. as much as people would hate to admit it, president Trump. And yes, I said, president Trump yep. still has influence on the world, man. Absolutely. You know, and he was probably like, look here, Putin, <laughs> you know, I, I know you got the biggest conference table in the world when it comes to world leaders, but don't fuck up the place because it'll just fuck up everything for everybody. Just flex your muscle, walk around, you know, do the the rooster walk, whatnot. Come on, Putin, or however he talks. Yeah, that's pretty good. Wasn't too bad. <laughs> for Mexican Trump. <laughs> El Trumpo. El Trumpo. That's hilarious. But, but no, ser seriously, though, I mean, they're something must have influenced their actions to be like you said what did you say uh kitty gloves you kid know gloves yeah, yeah. To, they're tiptoeing around in there well you've got you've got our former vice president saying weeks before this happens that you know if it's a small incursion then we'll just kind of talk about it and stuff like that it's like well what do you already know you know yeah. how do you know that's going to happen they're, then why do you call it an invasion just say that they're trespassing <laughs> Dude, not only that, but at the end of the day, they got subs right on our coastline, just like how we have subs. Exactly. Right Trident missiles or surface, you know, ocean to air missiles. Yep. That could be launched at the drop of a hat. So we could talk the biggest talk that we want, mm -hmm. but, you know, we could, we got to walk softly. You know, but, but like Putin said, man, and this is one of the things that, that has got, you know, me on high alert is that, you know, the next world war is going to be fought in ones and zeros, you know, and it, and the Keystone pipeline was a perfect example of that, you know, that hell, that could have just been a, a trial run for them, you know, a cyber attack on our infrastructure, especially our power grid would be absolutely terrifying. There's no coming back from that. And the fucked up part is the dumbing of, of our society, dude, doesn't help out any. Oh, when, yeah. When we have influencers on TikTok convincing people to do stupid dances and do the challenge of the day, what is wrong with that? While these other countries, what they put out is stuff that shows accomplishments, you know, engineering feats, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, things that you would be proud of, not... Right look at me shake my ass and color my hair a certain yep. way and wear a rainbow tutu or whatever the fuck it is right there, there there's more to it and you are right man and i agree a hundred percent it is all about the digital landscape and also the psychological warfare and to quote jaron jackson one last time you i'll get you watching him you'll sign up for his little show dude you know it's uh in through the eyes and the ears for domination of the key terrain you know yeah and uh you know they're very right and that's what i see every single day and that kind of leads back to why i want to do these stupid little podcasts that i do which mm -hmm. you know for me you know i really appreciate you coming on and you know of course, doing man. this with me 
it's it's something that allows me to vent stuff and also yeah. maybe it'll provide a little bit of insight or information to somebody that might allow them to look at things just a little bit differently not necessarily believe everything i say just but maybe question it. what's out there and be like oh well maybe i'll look into that or what have you and that's that's what we need to do not take everything at face value yep. that's out there because you know, at the end of the day, what the hell do I know, man? I'm just some guy that lives, you know, middle-aged guy with a couple of dogs that lives in Oklahoma with too much time on my hands, man. <laughs> yeah, but you're willing to think for yourself. You know, that that's where you separate yourself from the rest of them. You know, you're not willing to just line up like cattle getting ready to get slaughtered. Hey, um, dude, we've been on this for quite a minute, man. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, we have. Well, yeah, we can wrap it up or... <laughs> I know them dogs got to get out. Oh, dude, I, I yell at them. That's When you see me reaching over to the side, I'm hitting the mute button. I can see you. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, you, it's not like I'm a set of car keys, dude. <laughs> like, oh, look at that big brown guy right there. He must, he must have an itch. He keeps on reaching over there. <laughs> Itchy trigger finger. Yeah, it's the soundboard with the mute button, not the gun. It's up here, not back here. <laughs> oh shit but no dude yeah um that's good man well we'll uh call it a night cool brother and uh i appreciate you having on the show and on the project the the first inaugural launch of the project video podcast with with my first guest torrance donovan all right brother always good and uh as soon as I figure out how to edit this a little bit, it'll be posted online. Cool, man. Once again, thanks again for checking out the project with Lorenzo Rubio. Torrance, thank you very much for being on the show with me. And we'll stay strong, stay true, and we'll go from there, brother. That's it, man. Yeah.